What's up? What's up, guys? Jeremy coming to you guys again, uh, working hard uh, on this podcast, working hard on the vision, the goal, the desires that we have inside. And today, uh, talking to you guys um, because of uh, just responses that I've gotten and just uh, interest that I have personally, uh, just to become uh, the person that I know I'm supposed to be, uh, the person that I know I'm supposed to be to others. Uh, I'm sharing with you guys today a little bit of a topic that is uh, near and dear to me for several reasons, um, <clears throat> because it's real. So some of you guys may know me and some of y'all may not, and somebody may share this with you and you may say, well, you know what? I didn't really know you yet. Let me, let me share with you just a little bit about what it means uh, to raise your standards. So we often go through things in life that actually knock us down, like um, let me say losing a job, losing a family member, losing, uh, health, you know, getting sick, having a stroke, having a heart attack, breaking your leg, breaking your arm, breaking your foot, uh, coming down with a sickness, disease, illness, something that holds you back, that gives you a reason to say, I can't do what everybody else does because of this, right? Everybody has that. We have that physically, we have, we'll have those physically at some point in time in life. Uh, we'll have those physically uh, as we get older, but we also have those mentally and, and we have those mentally. And I tell you this much because, um, and today's talking about raising our standards and it's not about like your dating standards. It's not about your, your moral standards. It's not about your economic standards. It's about just raising standards period like what are you willing to accept because what you're willing to accept is where you're going to stay like if you say with health i'm okay with being 25 pounds extra but let me tell you what as you get older i have a few friends that they act, i mean they're probably mid 40s early 40s they act like if they're still the 180 pound dude that they were back in high school not knowing that they were comfortable with the 20 10 years ago, and it turned into 25, you know, nine years ago, and then it turned into 30 about five years ago, and it turned about 35 about three years ago, and about 45 two years ago, and about 60 last year. And then after Christmas, it's at about a whopping 65. Like we are okay with whatever it is that we live with, right? And that's our standard. Not, I'm not talking about anything in particular, I'm talking just in general your diet, your income. Uh, your, your health, your fitness level, shoot, go walk a quarter mile, half a mile, one mile, two miles, three miles, and find out where your threshold is. Find out where this is what I can do walking. I mean, go for a jog, get the Nike app, get the Strava app, get any app you want, download it, check yourself. And see where you're at and then say, am I comfortable with only like, there was like some study that came out that the majority of Americans can't even run like a seventh of a mile. It was like, it was depressing, like the standards that we've come to, right? Who you are as a person, right, is, 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 is a sum total of who you spend your time with, um, and I know the super cliche antidote of the frog, you put it in water, turn on the water and it'll adjust, it'll adapt, it'll turn into whatever it's got to turn into until it doesn't even realize that it can't live anymore. And then it turns into frog soup. Like you are the sum of the people that you hang around with, right? You are the sum of 
what you are putting into your body, into your brain, into uh, your life. Like, let me just tell you real quick who I've been hanging out with this week, right? I hung out with Jim Rohn. I hung out with Gary Vee. I hung out with uh, Tony Robbins. I hung out with a dude named Nehemia Gordon. I hung out with uh, several preachers this week, and they don't even know me. None of the people that I just named know me. I hung out with Jesse Lee. Uh, I hung out with her this week. No, not she's somewhere in Europe, right? But I listened to her podcast. I listened to Jim Rohn. I listened to Gary Vee. I listened to Nehemia Gordon. I listened to several preachers. Some you might agree with, some you might not agree with. I listened to um, stuff I don't agree with. I, I had 50 conversations with 50 different people this week, uh, real people in the city of McAllen. But like, that was just perspective. That was just me giving them something. That was just me talking to them. But the people that I listened to, like, they gave me value, worth, information, knowledge, vision to then take action, which I'm taking now, which will give me results, which will give me belief, which will continue to take me around that circle of success. You know, you start with a belief or a vision and you go and you, depending on how much action you take, um, Tony Robbins always recommends massive action, right? Just take massive action. You'll hear him say that if you ever listen to Tony Robbins, right? And that massive action will lead you to some results. Now, maybe we did something wrong and that's where we we need coaching and where we can always get better. Jim Rohn taught me this week that, I mean, there's always room for improvement. If you can get one out of 10, then aim for two out of 10. And if you can get two out of 10, then aim for three out of 10. And if you can get better than three out of 10, then you're probably just a genius and it's just going to come to you, right? Those are little things that you pick up along the way, right? But what's your standards? Like, what are you okay with? Like, are you okay with the education that you received as an elementary kid, middle school kid, high school kid, as a college kid? Okay, that was 20 years ago. You stopped learning, stopped growing, stopped raising your standards then? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's all up to you, right? Uh, <clears throat> the, 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 some of the people that, that I think like uh, reserve, deserve some serious respect are people that have accomplished something. People that got told no. And... That's one of the things that we think that we shouldn't fail. Like we think that we, we can't fail, right? If we fail, that's it. We're a failure. That's what we're going to be labeled our whole life. Like shoot, Michael Jordan was denied access onto his basketball team when he was a kid. Like high school, Michael Jordan was told no. And what did he do? He went home and trained and he, he, and he, and he, and he got better. He worked on his shot. He worked on everything. And, and he became... I don't care who you think is good today, but like he became the greatest basketball player ever. Like that he left, he left the legacy. The Chicago Bulls were the Chicago Bulls because of Michael Jordan, right? And I know that there's gotta be a wingman and maybe you're Scottie Pippen, right? But Jordan made the team, right? Um, and, and he said this, right? This was his model, Michael Jordan's model of, of how he became the person he became as a, a, I listened to an interview with him, right? And he said, the problem with most people is that they're competing against their competition, right? Like that's who they're fighting against. And if you're fighting against the person next to you, if you're, I mean, if, if it's, if it's a competition with the person that's next to you in the next town, in the next place, the person that is doing the same thing as you, you're, if that's your competition, like you're going to lose. And he says, this is why everybody else lost because they were competing against me. And I was competing against the best version of myself. I was competing against the best that I could be and I was competing against me. And here's the thing is like, you know, you, and you know how much effort you're really putting towards the goals, the desires, the dreams, the aspirations that you say you have, like how much desire am I really putting into the things that I say I want to do? Shoot, go, I can go down a list of the things that I can tell you where I'm putting in effort and how I'm putting in time and, and, uh, 
my endeavors, my mission endeavors and lives on mission and beach reach and summer mission trips and building church buildings and buying land and, and, um, and my business and going, traveling through all Mexico and, 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 and doing weekly things for my business, right? Compete with who you can be. You know, the question always is asked, what can you do from, what can you do from, let's just say you work till six, seven, 8 p.m. Let's say you work till 9 p.m. What can you do from 9 to 2 in the morning? What can you do with those hours? And the truth is that what we practice in private will always give us the praise in public, right? The praise in public isn't go is, isn't earned while you're in front of everybody. It's earned in those hours when you have to make the choice of it's one in the afternoon. It's a Saturday. Let me just sit back and watch some football. Let me just sit back and, and, uh, and just watch some TV. Like it's Saturday. It's my weekend. It's my time to relax. Or am I working on my goal? Am I working on my dream? Am I working on my vision? Am I working on my massive action? Is those massive action? Am I working on becoming a better version of myself so that my massive action can give me even better results? You know, what's a must in your life, right? I'm telling you this by July, I must be earning a certain amount of money in order to keep my family afloat and keep doing what I'm doing as a pastor and as a, as a mission trip leader. And if I don't raise that money by July, if I'm not earning X amount of dollars by July, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so here's what I'm telling you, like, here's my standard. And it's not just something I'm telling you to go and practice and do yourself. Like, Oh, you got to do this. No, I'm telling you, this is my real life. It is January uh, 18th. Uh, and by July, if I am not earning X amount of dollars a month, I don't know what I'm going to have to do to be able to support my family, right? Um, and we can talk about that later if you want to talk about that in, in, in person, right? I must make this amount of money to survive, right? I must make X amount of money to keep doing mission trips the way I've been doing them until now, right? I must change my limiting beliefs that I can't change my situation. Like, I have months to change it. But here's the thing is I've, I've had 18 days this year. And if I'm honest with myself and I ask myself, have I put in work these 18 days of this month to, to reach the goals that I say I'm trying to reach by July? And the answer would be yes. And here's where each and every one of you guys have to be honest with yourself. Like you can lie to me all day. That's fine. Lie to me. But lie to yourself. Like, okay, maybe you are. Maybe you are trying, but are we doing everything we said we were going to do? Right. We all have limit self-limiting beliefs. Right. And that's that's just something that we're all going to have, whether it was your upbringing, your schooling, your education, how dumb or how smart you thought you were or uh, whatever it is that happened to you, whether it's you broke your leg, you broke your arm, you hit your head, you have seizures, you have um, this, that cancer. I mean, anything you want, like we're all going to die one day, period. So uh, trust me, I'm not putting this down. If you have cancer and it's assault really is limiting and you can't do certain things, man, shoot, I understand. I promise you. I was in a wheelchair for three months and I had to have help to get up, to get in the wheelchair, to go to the restroom, to take a bath, to do everything. I understand those things, but there are certain things that you today cannot complain about because you have every opportunity in the world. And there are people that have it way worse than you. And you have all your physical abilities, your mind works, your eyes work, your hands work, your feet work, you're healthy. You can do anything you want to accomplish yet. You want to use the excuse of, well, my feelings and your feelings are real and they're valid. And I'm, I'm sorry you're hurt or somebody hurt you or somebody maybe might have made you believe something about yourself in life. But the truth is that you have every opportunity to overcome these things. Like find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody. You have nobody near you. Do what I did. 
find podcasts. And I'm telling you, like the list of people that I hung out with this week, that people were that were inspiring, that led me, that taught me, that educated me, that pushed me, that inspired me. I gave you the list. Like these are all home run hitters. These are all people that are at the top of their game. These are all people that are are learning and leading and doing at a at a big capacity. And they're changing my limiting beliefs. Like I can get to work every single day, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And you notice I started on Saturday when most people think it's the time to slack off. It's the time to hustle. It's the time to work. It's the time to reach my goals. It's the time to go do what I know that I've been called to do here on this earth and, and change things, right? You got to find those self-limiting beliefs and you literally have to kill them. You have to kill the self-limiting belief. Well, I can't do this. Like, are you serious? So you were put on this earth just to be the weak person that can't accomplish things that somebody has to feel sorry for, that somebody has to help, that somebody has to reach out. Like, you know what? If you were sick, if you were born this way, if you have a disease and illness where you can't walk, you can't use your hands, you can't, you know, do certain motor functions, you know what? You need the help and that's okay. But you know what? There is a ton of people that have those disabilities too that have overcome and it's all about what you choose. There's two parts to life, right? Um, there's, there is two parts to life. Um, how do, how do I um, take and envision like what I want uh, in life and how do I make it real? Like the doing is the part that changes the, the desires into the fulfillment. Like at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. Right. At the end of the day, majority of us do what we think makes us happy or what picture we paint to other people that tells people we're happy. Like go on social media and you'll see anybody, anybody and everybody faking or acting or pretending or posting like if their life is happy and their their pictures are perfect. And that's why everybody photoshops their stuff. Right. But how do I take what I envision and how do I make it real? Like, what do I want? is the first part of life. What does it take to get there? What do I need to get there? How do I got to get there? Like that's what, this is what majority of kids are trying to figure out while they're in school. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what, what, what do you feel like you should go to school for? Right. And kids go to school for this and they're told over X amount of years, like if you study, you get this degree, you go to this school, you, you put in this time and, and go do volunteer work and start this organization or be a part of this organization. And then you can accomplish, you can do this job for X amount of years. And then your ultimate goal, which is when you're 60 to go live free and go retire and drive an RV around the country, you know, once you're older and you've worked X amount of years, 40 years, then you're going to, then that's going to be your happiness. Like if that's your goal and that's your dream, well, I mean, it was a dream for a long time because people thought that was the only way, only way to do it. Right. The art of fulfillment like being happy, that's the second part of life. And how you get there makes all the difference if you'll ever find that second part of life. That second part of life has, has to do with, with where we're going, um, with what direction our life is going. Like that happiness only comes when we figure out how to get what we want. Um, and it's not necessarily always things, right? Most people think I want this or I want that. I want what somebody else has, but we're all different. And when you get what you want and you're not full or you're not satisfied, satisfied, that's not success, right? When you succeed at reaching a goal or a dream or a number or a position or an X amount of dollars a month or 
buy a home or buy a car and you're still not happy, that's not success. That's failure, right? Because that wasn't what made you happy. Like what would make me happy? I'm being 100% transparent. What would make me happy would be to have the ability to be able to take care of my family financially, provide insurance for my kids, right? Be able to go do all the mission trips that I know God's called me to do. Beach Reach, Mexico, uh, South America, lead a few people to Israel. Let them see the, let them see the Holy Land, right? Um, be able to lead all the mission trips that I lead all over the country. Visit, hang out with, motivate, inspire different churches to go and do and be and become the things that they know that they've been called to be, yet lack the vision or lack the leadership or lack, you know, just lack somebody there to support them. I'll tell you this much. I know exactly what it feels like to be abandoned. I know what exactly, I know exactly what it feels like to feel like you're on an island by yourself and you have nobody to lean on, nobody to rely on, right? I know what it feels like. It's not poor me. It's like, I've been there. I lived there. I, I dwell there for a while and I'm done with that. I'm past it, right? I'm living in a state of gratitude. I'm super grateful for the opportunity, the test that God has put before me to be able to level up and say, I have to make this happen with God's help by this date, right? And this reminds me of a book. And if you want to challenge yourself, you want to say, I want to live big. I want to live great. I want to do great things. You really need to go get a book called Chasing the Lion, right? Uh, it's by a guy named Batterson. Check it out. And one of the quotes that stuck with me, it's like, if your dreams aren't so big that they scare you, you're dreaming too small. In a leadership that class that I teach in Mexico, about another book called Stanley, uh, Next, Generation, Next Generation Leaders, he's talking about like, it says, he says, don't dream small dreams because they don't inspire the hearts of other men. Like when I'm telling you here that my goal and my desire is to live free and to serve freely and to be able to have the money to take care of my family and my children, which is my first responsibility as a father and as a man, like I'm telling you, I want to take care of my home and I want to take care of the things that God has called me to do. And that makes me utterly happy. And you know what? I am happy now. Like I'm not working or striving to reach the dream. Like I live the dream as my wife texts me, we love you. As she texts me that, that my, my daughters and her love me. Like I'm living the dream. I really am. I'm not aiming for the dream. I'm not gunning for the dream. I'm not going to reach the dream. I'm living it right now. And guys, when you live in that state of gratitude and you live in that state where you know you have everything you need, like sit back. Sit back. Enjoy, enjoy life for a few minutes. Enjoy the time with your kids. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy a good meal, right? And then remember what it took to get there and keep doing what it took to get there, right? Keep doing what it took to get there. Decisions make everything in our lives. They do. What we do, right, makes everything in our life. I can think back, go back. If I can go back 16 years and I can tell you, if I would have married a different person, I can guarantee you my life would have been completely different. I don't know if I'd still be married now. There was options, right? Back in the day, I hope my wife doesn't hear this. No, she knows this. There was options, right? Back in the day, there was options. And if I had married somebody else, my life would be completely different today. Just go back to decisions you made in your life, right? Had I not bought the house that I live in, my life could have been completely different. Had I not started, picked up the sport that I today practice, my life could be completely different, right? And in time, if I, if I wasn't a cyclist, my life could have gone in a thousand different directions when I crashed. Had I not chosen the life that I chose to do what I do today, my life could be completely different. Had I not made a decision after um, almost dying to, to live life to the fullest and to say, I'm going to rock the years that God gives me, 
Like I'm going to rock it till the wheels fall off. I'm going to leave this world on E, but I'm going to give it all I got while I'm here. My life could be completely different. I could be overweight and in a wheelchair and with every medical disease or illness or problem that I could imagine, but it takes a decision and these decisions will mold their life. Look back, right? We can see everything in 2020. Hindsight's 2020. You can see it perfectly. How the dots lined up, how, how things have gone. But like if I had picked a different wife, different. If I had picked a different college, different. If I had made one dumb decision in those multiple crazy nights that I lived back in college to drive, uh, my life could be completely different, right? That one day that I decided not to do something because it seemed impossible could have held me back from where I am today. And I promise you, had I not taken the opportunity and the choice to, to, to become an entrepreneur again, two and a half years ago, I don't know where I'd be today. Right. I don't know where I'd be today. I've had the opportunity to pour into people's lives in Mexico and in the U.S. to be somebody who inspires, to motivate, to push, to tell people like, look, you can go to hell and back. But you still have a job to do if you're alive here. Right. And you can when I say go to hell and back, I'm not talking. I'm not telling you to go to hell. I'm saying like you can have been through hell and be here today and you still have a job and a purpose to do. Right. Something that stretches you, something that's hurting you, something that's forcing you to make different decisions in life today is not the downward spiral. It might be the catalyst that pushes you into the next thing that connects you into the next thing that you're supposed to be a part of in this life, the next door that God's opening. So don't see those negative things as something bad, like grow from them, become the person you're supposed to be, right? Uh, your mind is made to make you survive, not to make you thrive. And so don't always trust your head like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. And if you overthink things, your mind is made to make you survive, not to thrive. Your heart is where you thrive. And when you know you're supposed to be doing something and to, supposed to be going all out in it, don't hesitate. Don't overthink it. Just go and do. Take massive action. Those, that massive action will give you results. That results will lead you to more belief. It'll give you a bigger vision. Take massive action again. Keep going. Just refine it. I'm telling you this is what I've done in my mission trips. I'm telling you this is what I've done in my business. I'm telling you what I've done in my life, in my family, in my home, in my marriage, in my children, in my relationship, in my workouts. Every single time we can get better so we can give better to somebody else, to something else that needs our time, our energy, and our effort. Raise your standards with everything. Why not live happy now, no matter what stage of the process you're in? Guys, I'm in the growing stage. I'm in the uphill battle. And I'm going to tell you this much. This is just a little bit, maybe it's a little bit too much into me. I love to suffer. I don't know why. Like I love to ride my bike and I love to suffer and I love to go bike 100, 100 miles, 150 miles, 250 miles, which is coming up in June. It's a big fundraiser. I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to ask for your help for this fundraiser for kids that are in wheelchairs that have spina bifida. Trust me, I'm going to be hitting you up every day. Can you give? Are you grateful? Do you have feet? Can you walk? Give me five bucks. Not for me, for the kids with wheelchairs that are never going to be able to walk, right? Raise awareness for spina bifida so that more kids don't have to live their lives in wheelchairs and overcome those self-limiting beliefs. Self -limiting beliefs. Why not live happy now, no matter where you're at? Man, I love these videos. YouTube them. Suffer Fest. It's a cyclist going up massive mountains, hills. And I'm like, I love it. You got to suffer. You got to suffer to get there. But here's the truth is when you can enjoy that suffering, when you can just ride the wave and say, you know what? I'm going to find a way to get out of this wave or up this hill, no matter how, no matter what, no matter what I got going on, no matter what I got to do, 
that is when you can find true happiness. So today, guys, I'm asking you to raise your standards in everything you do, but start with your gratitude, start with your happiness, start with your focus, start with, start with you and that will change out, right? If you're a person of faith and I try real hard not to mix my podcast with the, the life of faith and the life of business, but it's, it's a part of me. And, and I'm, and, and it's not sad to say, but it's the truth that the, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will always speak. Um, and the truth is that like, if you are in the life of faith, like you have to start with you and from you, everything can go out because, um, we make the difference. We can make the difference. We were given the job to make a difference in this life. And that's what I want to challenge you to do today, guys. So if I can challenge you to do anything, raise your standards. If you're doing something right now, working out, pushing, studying, working, whatever, raise your standard. Go just a little bit harder. If I can, guys, if I can help you with anything, my name is Jeremy Valladares. If you uh, want to contact me, I'm on social media, uh, Facebook, Jeremy Valladares, Instagram, I am Jeremy Valladares. Um, and business-wise, Mr. Keto Mexico on all platforms, if I can help you guys with anything, thank you so much for your appreciate it, share it, five-star it, rate it, anything you can do. If I need help, don't put me down. Don't put me down. Don't, don't one-star me. Challenge me. Call me and say, hey, Jeremy, this is what you should do different. And I'd love the challenge. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.